Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's the site that I use for my podcast. And best part, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will even distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Hot Takes. I'm your host, Morgan. I'm Justin. And I'm Lauren. You've been asking for stories that fuck you up. Mm -hmm. You wanted crazy, you wanted out there. Mm -hmm. Who, you? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about the fan base. No, I, I, me, Lauren. I literally (laughs) will listen to yours and Alejandra's and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm in my car and I'm like... Listen here, honey, pretending I'm like OP. (laughs) (laughs) You're like getting the mild ones. Yeah, but I mean. Lauren wants the hot seat. She wants, she wants the heat. Yeah, just a little bit. This is the hot seat. But it's always funny because it's so much easier to form your thoughts about the stories when you're not like on the podcast. Yeah, everything seems to make sense because whenever I'm driving, sometimes I'll literally turn my radio off or my podcast off and I say my response out loud and I'm like, wow, I nailed that one. Yeah, even (laughs) when it's the one you already were on. (laughs) Are you already responded to? I literally do the same thing. I think it's it's crazy too because I'll be listening to like an episode the morning it comes out just like kind of like proof checking again Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, wait, God, I should have said this right Mm -hmm. here. Like, Ah, it would have been perfect. It would have been so good. (laughs) Or like on YouTube, I like read the comments a lot on YouTube to like Mm -hmm. respond to people and like have conversations on there. And someone would be like, wait, what if he actually had the bag of IDs because it was something to do with sex trafficking? And I'm like, maybe he's not a murderer. Maybe he's a sex trafficker. Like there's stuff you don't think about. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, 100%. And my opinions change too. Yeah. Like the more I learn about some of these stories. Mm Or, like, new information I get from people in the community, like, engaging on, you know, whatever. I feel like I'm like, wait, okay, I'm more educated now. <laughs> yeah, I, but then when, we're, then when we're on with your dad, it's he'll be so adamant about a point, And he'll keep bringing it up until we argue it until the very end. And then he'll be like, well, maybe it is that. <laughs> I know. He's just very, he's very positive, very just, like, full of wisdom. And I think that's, like, a great... Um, like opposite of mm-hmm. me who I'm like, I'm, I kind of go the more pessimistic route with mm-hmm. these people because I, I read too much on Reddit and I, I and you've seen much. some shit. I've yeah. seen some shit. Um, so there's that, but these stories today you wanted fucking wild and I hope I'm going to deliver because this episode theme is unhinged. Let's do it. Okay. Let's dive in. <laughs> So I actually mentioned this story on Alejandra's episode, the mother-in-laws and moms episode. And I mentioned it in regards to a listener write-in. And the listener was basically like, my mother-in-law, we went to a wedding recently and she kept introducing us in a weird way. And she kept saying, this is my son, this is my daughter-in-law, and this is my baby. And kept pointing to her belly. And I was like, it sounded familiar to another Reddit story. So I went in my archives, dug it up. So that's the one that's up first. 
But I do want to say, you know, we had a lot of positive comments on the YouTube that were like, maybe it's a cultural thing. Like, maybe she's just being really nice, blah, blah, blah. So that being said, I get some mother-in-laws are very nice and just very friendly. But this story is what gave me my uncomfy vibes and heebie-jeebies. Okay, you ready? We're ready. Very ready. My stepmom tried to walk out of my home with her baby and told me she doesn't need permission to leave with her baby. And it wasn't her baby. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> she married my dad when I was 15, and even though being 25 years age gap, she was more of an older sister and friend rather than a parent. We remained like this for a couple of years, and I looked up to her a lot. Then the trouble started. I'd only been with my boyfriend for two and a half years before I found out I was pregnant. Not only were we happy, but my in-laws and my dad were happy for us as well. My stepmom wasn't. The excuses started. I was too young. I wasn't married. This wasn't an environment for the baby to grow up in. She also wanted custody of our baby and wasn't happy when we told her we would be raising this baby. This went on for a while. We were no contact with her for a month. That was when my dad fully spoke to her and let her know her actions and words need to be kept to themselves. We were adults. We could make our own decisions. She did apologize to us and promised to stop. We gave her another chance. She had never done this before, and she could have been afraid for us, but we told her that we would be fine and always had things planned out if things changed in a heartbeat. She seemed fine for a couple of weeks, but then behind my back, she was pushing my boyfriend to propose. By this point, we were at the start of quarantine. His parents were stuck at our house as they couldn't fly home, and my boyfriend eventually decided that instead of telling me this, he went to his mom, who always wore the family engagement ring, and asked for it so he could propose. I caught on when mother-in-law accidentally let it slip. I sat my boyfriend down and told me that he knew we had discussed marriage before and both agreed we were happy and how things were in our relationship at the moment. He agreed but told me what my stepmom told him. I wasn't happy, and after talking to my dad, she received a massive lecture from him. She called to apologize and to say she was just looking out for me. I told her thank you, but we were fine. I definitely kept my guard up after that. We had our son in August, and my dad and stepmom stood at the edge of our front porch while we stood by the front door so they could see him. My stepmom kept trying to come near the baby, which is where I would step back while my boyfriend would block her while my dad grabbed my stepmom. She kept apologizing, saying she kept forgetting, but for a week after that, she was constantly texting me every day, wanting to see the baby. My dad eventually made her stop after I told him. And I think um, the context of this is like, it was really, really early on in COVID. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to like keep her and everyone else away from the baby. Yeah. Wait, and also I, I miss this. How old are they now? There's been no mention of age so far we saw her on christmas she wanted to constantly hold him even went into his nursery as he slept and tried to pick him up as he slept we always saw this on the monitors and yelled up the stairs for her to leave him this led to a fight and she left with my dad i know they had a massive fight because dad told me her reaction was something he had never seen she had a miscarriage before they met and her mm -hmm. first marriage fell apart because of it. He thinks this has sparked up old memories for her. He promised to get her some help the moment he got back from his work trip. 
My boyfriend works with my dad, so he left too. I've been mostly alone with the baby all week. Yesterday, my stepmom wanted to come by to pick up something. I left her alone to get what she needed from my garage. I left my office door open while I worked and could see the baby who was on the floor in the living area. My stepmom was taking forever, so I went to check on her. She wasn't out by her car, so I took the baby and looked around the house for her. I found her in my son's nursery, packing up some of his clothes. I asked her what she was doing, and she told me she was taking the baby for a couple days. I told her she didn't ask for permission, nor was she taking him. That's when she got angry, looked straight at me, and said, I don't need permission to take my baby. I told her he wasn't her baby and she needed to leave or else I'd call the police. She continued to pack and ignored me. So I went to grab my phone. She then followed me down the stairs, screaming at me. She was leaving, but tried to grab my baby in the process. When she realized she wasn't going to get him, she screamed at me saying she only wanted to kiss him goodbye before leaving. Okay. I told you're trying to kidnap a baby and then you're mad that they won't let you kiss goodbye. (laughs) I told my boyfriend and dad, and I know things didn't go well for her and my dad because she's now telling me that if I hadn't gotten pregnant, it wouldn't be causing problems in her marriage. Yeah. What is wrong with her? This is truly, this is mental illness to me. Like when I first read this one, I'm like, this sounds like a serious episode of like psychosis. This but is, how did this happen? Like she, I, I don't know this just out of, how did just that spark it? Like, how is there nothing having else? a baby? I know. Like, is, was there any other signs? It sounds like everyone was besties and then this happens. It sounds like the start to a horror film, honestly. Yeah. This is a it's horror. It's just like coming reality, in like, yeah. this is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> just packing everything up Wait, and yeah. running out. Did you guys watch Manifest? A little bit. Yeah. Not fully through it. Oh, you have to get to the end, and this will spark some things for some people. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, some crazy baby stealing happening. (laughs) Yeah, I I think um, there's a couple more stories that we're going to read that are kind of similar to this, you guys, but I think there is just something that past traumas and, like, tension really comes up when people have babies. So crazy. But it, like, completely took over her. She, it's like she was on autopilot. She's really enveloped in this baby now. Yeah. It's her baby. This is the story, though, when I heard the one with Alejandra, I was like, ooh. Like, yeah. And a lot of people have written in since and been like, my parents, I live at home with my parents, and they constantly call my baby their baby. Mm-hmm. And it's almost making me feel like my baby is my sibling. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's making me feel so weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, language is just like so important it's like oh like my little grandbaby yeah. like it's just well it is kind of weird too because I think about um I mean my sister had my niece at a young age and said and she ended up living with us for a little bit and my mom absolutely was not like this is my child or anything like that yeah but you know my mom went into like her mom mode you know because that's what she's known for her past four kids so like she would help out and be like very motherly you know to but that's a grandma role but it, yeah it is a grandma role but, but we wasn't. but we all live together so I think it just like sometimes it was annoying to my sister because lines like, kind of blurred yeah because it's like okay no your place grandma yeah <laughs> like, right. I got I yeah. got this yeah 
But yeah. so I think that can get confusing when you do have a um, a baby and you're living with your parents when they're so young, you know, because yeah. the grandma is it's like they go on to like this mode where they're like, I'm going to help and take yeah. care and all this. And like when they're all living together, then it can make the mother be like, all right, let's uh, chill out. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely not that rational grandparent stepping in behavior, though. Yeah. This no, is not at all. completely <laughs> just this mental illness. Like, this is out of this world, not normal. Yeah, this is some crazy shit. Well, I had, I had this one thought while you were talking about this, and I don't know, or I don't actually think this would be the case, but, like, in a crazy world, what if the stepmom was hooking up with the baby daddy? Still didn't come out of her. Yeah, but still, I know, you're not but, but be I'm like, saying, this is mine. No, 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 I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> wait, it doesn't work like that. What? <laughs> um, no, but I'm just saying that, like, she could be so attached potentially to like the baby daddy that she was like, this should have been my baby, kind of thing. Update, update, update. <laughs> no official update. I'll um, I'll read the top comments and then I'll read some top comments, or I'll read some comments from OP. So the top comment does not seem like rational behavior at all. Please have a talk with your support system and make sure they all understand that this is serious. You need to protect your family and her husband needs to get her medical attention that she so clearly needs. Be safe. Um, Thank God the dad is on the side because what, like, you know how sometimes they're like, no, you're lying, you're wrong. Gaslight, don't support, pick the wife's side. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Like, to have the dad be like, no, like, get in line. This isn't normal. Like, he's constantly reprimanding her, I think is very, very, very refreshing. Yeah, I agree. Um, next comment, yikes. You may want to make a police report or have it documented in some way. She also probably should not be let around the baby at all under any circumstances. I'm so sorry you're going through this. Very, very supportive. Like, you might want to get a restraining order. Your stepmom needs professional help. Because, yeah, this it really does sound like her miscarriage mm-hmm. seriously affected her. Yeah. And it's almost like some PTSD really, yeah. like, coming to light and being triggered. Um, so some comments so from sad. OP. I know I'm already talking to a lawyer, and my in-laws have agreed to go with me to go to the police. I'll be doing that first thing in the morning. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, at least she has all the support around her. Yeah, but uh-huh. still, it's just like forever now. You're just constantly thinking. Well, I have a feeling what's going to happen is they their marriage might not work out. But, yeah. It's just sorry, wild. But sorry, go on. Constantly thinking what? Justin? Oh, I don't know. I just like initially when, it, when she was first saying it, I just thought if it happens to me, if I'm in that situation, I almost think when she first says that, you're almost kind of like, ha, huh, yeah, like okay, nobody told me and you kind of think it's a joke mm-hmm. or something. But then when she's like freaking out, then it becomes scary yeah. almost. And then yeah. it is the restraining order or... Yeah. But it just sucks to even have to involve law enforcement into family matters like that. It's just so weird. It's very common though. No, I know it is. <laughs> it's so I, common. No, I'm not saying it's weird <laughs> in the like overall. It's just if you were in that situation, it just feels very... I mean, weird to have to call the police on your mother-in-law or, yeah. and just go through that because then forever that's just kind of a strained, it's not weird I- relationship you have. It's not ideal. And like my family has gone through some shit. Like my brother, one of the first times you met my brother, he talked about like a fight he had gotten into with 
my other sibling's biological dad. And I don't think the cops ever called on that. And, like, my mom, I've witnessed some, like, abuse from partners with my mom. And, like, the cops were never called on that. But, like, they definitely should have. So it's like I wish they would have been. But even even though they weren't, those things still last forever. They do. Like that trauma sticks with you. It's obviously it's it still affects me. It's shaped me. It shapes the way I look at relationships. And I think that's where a lot of my opinions come from. Is mm-hmm. like witnessing trauma and experiencing trauma like that. I guess like let's leave off. Like there's been no updates on this lady. This post is seven months old. There was never an official update after. There's only comments on the account and no post afterwards wow so hope she's okay hope she's okay um i would assume that it was handled very well it sounds like she's got a great support system and i think it'll be okay for her yeah yeah Yeah, i would oh sorry no i was just gonna say because if if there was some other crazy shit that went down you'd think it would end up back yeah on here i'm really surprised she did not update because of the fact she was very responsive in the comments. Mm-hmm. Mm. But maybe, like, it is also hard, like, once you get a lawyer involved, they don't want you speaking yeah. out. True. And I think True. a lot of people on Reddit don't update because of the seriousness of, you know, everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, because my thought is that either the husband is going to help his wife get some help uh, or she'll help herself. I mean, it means, needs to obviously happen from her. Um, and... If she doesn't, the husband probably has no choice than to leave her. Yeah. And then if he leaves her, then is this woman really still going to be attached to her like ex stepdaughter's baby? Well, she's going to start know? stalking her. But yeah. Then it gets really. That would. Nuts. I mean, that would be really scary. But my, I feel like the fixation is almost because they are like so intertwined. Yeah. But who yeah. knows? Okay, so if you're listening to the podcast, you will miss my dad's hello but tune in on YouTube to see his his cute Wawa shirt. Uh, so up next, there's two kidnapping stories. Jeez. Wow. I'm telling you, you guys, kidnapping babies is really common, apparently. That's terrifying. Up first, the time my mom kidnapped our newborn is the title. To preface this, The incident happened exactly one year ago today. We are no contact with my parents and will be for the foreseeable future unless my mom gets therapy. My doting wife and I are in therapy, but not so much because of the issues we have in our marriage, but because we both have shitty families and neither of us until meeting our therapist had strong spines. We are very low contact with wife's mother. She's more BEC than anything, but she also has some drug issues she's dealing with. Namely, an addiction to painkillers. What is BEC? There's a lot of terms on just no mother-in-law. And here's where my Reddit expertise goes down. Um, let's Google it. Someone literally posted on just no mother-in-law. And they go, what do all the acronyms mean? <laughs> question, exclamation, question, exclamation. Just like down a line. Because I love like a lot of the subreddits when they, they abbreviate things like I'm M-I-L, like mother-in-law, obviously abbreviated, great. But just know mother-in-law is like notorious for like creating these new fucking... It's like the little text things. It's so annoying. So someone literally the top comment on this post, I've stopped coming here often because of all the damn acronyms. I hate acronyms. Mother-in-law is fine. I don't follow the stories that have a lot of acronyms. (laughs) 
So funny. It also, also probably takes more effort to think through what acronym it would be rather than just type it. So apparently BEC is like throughout this entire thread. And apparently it stands for bitch eating crackers. I was going to guess that. <laughs> um, basically a BEC moment or action is when the person you're talking about has gotten so fed up that every little thing they do is annoying deservedly or not okay so they're just like mm-hmm. they're on your nerve got it essentially okay let's go back a year and a few days wife is due any second with our first child my mom up to this point has been a bitch eating crackers mostly little <laughs> annoying things however she has also been patronizing of wife in the six years we were together, two years married. I've always shut that shit down, but I'll admit I should have gone low contact or no contact before this. So the plan was to have both sets of parents to the hospital after the baby arrived and wife and I had time to bond. Her parents accepted that. My dad, who is an enabler, was okay with that, but my mom was not. She demanded she be at the hospital. We told her no. She had to wait. Finally, she said okay, after she saw we wouldn't put our feet down. So the baby was born. It's a boy. We hadn't found out, so it was a big surprise. Anyway, both sets of parents come. Everything's good. Finally, wife is tired, so I walk my parents out. Hers had gone home. My dad went out to get the car. I waited by the front door with mom. She turns to me and says, that my dad and her are filing for custody of our baby. She claims my wife is on drugs, like her mom, a lie, wife doesn't even drink, and that she saw how wife was around the baby and she fears for his safety. I'm stunned. My dad pulls up and she gets in and leaves. I go back upstairs and my wife sees my face. I really don't want to tell her, but I'm not going to lie to her. She's upset as I am, so I text my mom that she's not to contact us. I then block her number. My younger sister's blowing my phone up, and I know it's my mom. I get along great with my little sister, as does wife, but she was a minor at the time and lived with my folks. We go home the next day. Wife had tearing and therefore needs meds. She refuses pain meds because of family history, but she says she will take Advil. So I go get some things at CVS. Wife and baby are sleeping, him and his cot, in line getting us dinner, when wife calls hysterical. She woke up and no baby. Oh my God. I run home and we are both a mess at this time. Then my neighbor comes over and she says, what's going on? She sees me running like my feet are on fire. So I tell her. She tells me, wait, so your parents weren't supposed to take the baby? Yep. My mom came and kidnapped my baby. Wow. I call the sheriff's office. My best friend is a deputy there. As soon as I tell him and his partner what happened, they head to get our baby. Turns out my dad wasn't involved in the actual kidnapping, although I'm sure he knew about it. My mom knew at the time where we kept a spare key and let herself in. Both her and her FM were arrested because there wasn't a chance in hell we weren't pressing charges. The baby was returned to us, and according to my friend, they had a nursery waiting. (laughs) Holy fucking shit. (laughs) How did the fucking... What's wrong with the dad? He's an enabler. But what a psychopath. I don't care if Mm -hmm. you're an enabler. Like, 
that's scary to me because this other woman, she probably has some like severe mental health issues. This dad seems like he's just like going along with the ride. It's like just as bad as doing it. Yeah, it is. I think enabling in some cases is just as bad as actually doing it. Well, yeah, I think it's literally, if not even worse, because like, well, I'm, I'm pretending that the dad is a little bit more level and the mom is just like having some serious issues. So like, if that's the case, then like, how can you in your right fucking mind watch somebody kidnap someone else's baby? I have a nursery ready. A nursery. Oh my <laughs> that's, God. That's where the thing, the dad obviously knew the plan. Right. Was, it was, she's rearranging a guest bedroom or whatever, an office for a fucking new baby. But how like, is that ever going to work? Oh, well, actually, she could have said, like, oh, I just want to make sure the baby has a comfortable place to, like, when stay. watch the baby. Yeah, and right. he might have been like, oh, my wife's being crazy. But because she said she, what, the begin was that right after she gave birth to the baby? Yeah. That is so crazy. <laughs> I can't even imagine, like, being, like, after having birth, like, having some psychopath, like, say this shit to me. Right, but you have to be nuts to think that that's actually going to work. You're not going to end up with the kid. Yeah. Right. What's the point? Unhinged. She's unhinged. And that's the thing. Like you, her being like, oh, I saw how she was with the baby. I'm scared for his safety. (laughs) She just pushed that thing out. What? (laughs) How can you say that? That that little baby is probably just like. That's going to hold up in court. What do you mean? Like all the doctors are around. Like she couldn't even abuse that baby if she desperately wanted to. No. You know what I mean? Like she's like, and also who knows how long her goddamn labor was. Like she was. Potentially pushing, exhausted in labor forever. Like she's probably so tired and just wants to bond with her child and then sleep and then have her mother-in-law come in and be like, yeah, well, you can go fuck yourself. I'm going to take your baby. And you're just trying to like recover. Recuperate. You're just trying to take a little Advil and relax. Wait, do we have the ages of everyone? No ages in this post. Mm. Oh my God. His username though, it is um not today satan <laughs> i love that it is another horror film exorcism i don't know justin these ones might fuck you up more than lauren oh no it doesn't like i'm not afraid of all that but i'm just like fuck can you imagine yeah it's wild because again on the uh, like you have to now you will not have these people in your life no if my mom tried to do this to me i would kick her ass I'm picturing that. It's very interesting. I just can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine any parent in my life doing that. I don't know. I mean, it's, what if someone was normal forever and then it just happened? And they yeah. snapped. Yeah. Well, like the one stepmom, they had a good relationship until they got pregnant. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, so he does go on to say, my mom was sentenced, but because of her standing in the community, she was only given a slap on the wrist. However, the negative attention she got after that event spurred her and my dad to move. Good. Thankfully, my Leave, sister. Bitch. Thankfully, my sister turned 18 before then, and she stayed with us a few months before going a few states away to school. For a long time, both her and my dad were radio silent. However, my mom has tried to reach out in the last few months. Thankfully. Oh. Thankfully, we've learned from this. We have cameras, a security system, and no spare key outside. Our neighbor, who is now a great friend, has our spare key. We are three months along with our second child. I'm hoping my mom doesn't find out. Season two, neighbor steals baby. Oh my God. I knew, like, 
God. Can you imagine? I know you're... You no just, spare key. No spare yeah. key. I know that you're just, you just had a kid. You're trying to get, you know, and that takes up crazy amounts of time and is very stressful in itself. But if I were this couple, I would also move. That's what I was I thinking too. I wouldn't stay too. in the I was house. surprised they stayed. I wouldn't, I, I don't know. I would just be out. Yeah. So this guy, neighbor has the key. He did move actually. Now that you mentioned that. I really trust the neighbors. And he moved to a gated community that has a security guard and has been made aware of the mom. So no worry wow. there. She's going to jump the bushes. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is the story I was between on this one. The title is Mother-in-Law Basically Kidnapped My Baby. And it's very, very, very similar. We had our daughter about four weeks ago. She's been over at least three days every week since we've had her. She's always telling me what I'm doing wrong and how she'd do things differently. Baby is up every two hours, and she insists she'd sleep through the night if she could stay at grandma's. Oh, yeah. So what she did is they put the baby down to sleep. The two of them went to bed, and they woke up, you know, four hours later, and they were like, the baby hasn't woken up yet. What, like, what is going on? The baby hasn't woken up. Did she die from SIDS? Because that's every, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that's, at least it would be my fear, but I feel like as a new mom, first time mom, that's a big part of like your fears is like SIDS. And so they go and check on the baby and it's gone. See, and turns these are- out, turns out the mother-in-law stole the key, came in and took the baby. Yeah. And these are the people you're trying to rely on to help you in these times of very much need Yeah, where you just need an extra hour of sleep or you need a little help here. Can you watch- the baby just help us out a little bit. And then this shit happens. Mm-hmm. Do you know what makes me mad about stuff like this? Is that, and this could go for a lot of different situations, but this person was a mother once. Yeah. And and I'm just like, don't you put yourself in the shoes of when you were a brand new mother, if your mother-in-law or if your mother did this, like, like yeah. because you were a mother, because you know how that feels, how do you think this is okay? I think they disassociate from their time as a mother. And it's almost like there could be, I mean, there's so many reasons it could be. Like, I think they're better than I feel like. I feel like they feel entitled mm-hmm. to this child. I think maybe there's some mental health things where I want to do over. I want this to be my baby. I see this as my baby. I'm, this is just me and I'm right. You're doing it wrong. I mean, kind of like Justin said, like how maybe you have all these crazy thoughts, but how do you think you're going to get away with that? Right. It's never going to happen. Unhinged. There's more kidnapping stories I found. I'll post the links on the YouTube description if you guys want to read them anyways. But I think I think we're good on the the kidnappy kid vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Give us some more diversity. Yeah. It sounds like all these people got it figured out. Uh, luckily, the update on the one where the mom stole the key and took the kid while they were sleeping, um, they got it all sorted. I'll post that update. So not actual kidnapping, but this one's still a little dicey, okay? Am I the asshole for refusing to attend my brother's wedding after my sister-in-law left my two-month-old on a park bench? Me and my sister-in-law have always been close. Her and my brother met 
When they were 15, I was 12, and I'm now 21. She was always really nice to me, and we bonded over the fact that my parents don't like either of us. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I got called into work, and my sister-in-law said that I shouldn't waste money on a babysitter when I could just let them take her for a bit. My husband was also at work. I guess at some point, she decided to take her and her dog for a walk. She says they were walking through the park, and the leash slipped out of her hand. Without thinking, she put my daughter on a nearby bench— she was in a little carrier, and she ran after the dog. She didn't even catch the dog, and it wasn't until two hours later that she even realized that she was missing. <laughs> okay. When I came to pick up my daughter, she broke down and told me everything. I was livid, but I was so thankful no one kidnapped her. My husband was so mad, he stormed down to their house just to yell at her. Mm -hmm. She recently messaged me the details about her wedding. I told her I would not be attending. She called me, sobbing, saying that I am a petty bitch and she wishes someone would have kidnapped my daughter. Okay. That's way That justifies far. the decision. Yeah, I was going to say, like, at first I could see just being like, forgive me, but making that comment, like, no, fuck you. That is fucked up. I hung up on her. And she apologized and said she needs me there. My friends and family have called me saying I'm petty and that she was stressed and it was an accident. Am I the asshole? That's not an accident. That's not an Baby, accident. Baby, I all. love love dogs, love animals. Baby dog. Two month old baby. Dog. Yeah, but even if you set the baby down and ten seconds later you're like, oh, okay, yeah, did you that was say dumb. that she left the baby there for two hours? Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. And she didn't find the dog. Didn't even get the dog. No, got so distracted by looking for the was dog. Was she drunk? Probably. Because of how? <laughs> oh, my God. So do you want to know where this gets worse? Does it? So, Trick question. Uh, can it get worse? It gets worse. It gets worse. Let me find the comment from OP. So apparently, like, OP is, again, very, this one is very, very responsive. She goes, kidnapping is quite common in my area, but the park is sort of hidden. But still, like, it's quite common in her area. Like, that is a terrifying thought. Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. Yeah, playing with fire. So someone comments and they go, yikes. What was she doing for two hours before she realized she left her on a bench looking for the dog the whole time? Question mark. Not the asshole. And she goes, yeah. She said for about 40 minutes she was looking for the dog. Then she told me she went shopping for clothes for my daughter. How can you buy clothes for someone and not realize they were supposed to be with you for the last two hours? Wow. What happened to her? That's wow. insane. That's not even just spacing out or forgetting. That's just, that, I don't even know what that I is. Don't, yeah, that is crazy. It's like memory loss. Seriously. I but the thing that the craziest thought to me about that is is if I was the parent I think about the fact that it's so frustrating that I like when I misplace my keys I can't just like call my keys. I don't have like a tracker on them. I can't figure out where they are. If someone kidnapped your tiny little baby, you can't just like ping it. <laughs> oh no, you'd be like, fucked. Like what the fuck? I that is the most terrifying thing. The 
I can't, I can't imagine. And like when you trust somebody to wash Ugh. your baby, to leave them in a park by themselves two for hours. two hours. What if it was super sunny outside? That's true What if too. it was hot yeah. and this baby literally fucking died from the fucking elements? So scary. Here I go swearing. I was doing so well. No, I fucking swear. But that's, <laughs> I thought, but that's the thing. Didn't Boke say that he liked how much I swore? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like, what if this little baby, two hours for a two-month-old? Two-month-old, two-month-old babies are, they're so little. They're so easily affected by heat and dehydration. So I'm curious if she realized and then went back to the park and found her That's there. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Or if there's actually other people around. Because if you, I mean, if any of us were walking around and you see just a random baby on by a park itself, bench, yeah. all of us would run up and be like, all right, what is going on here? Go to the police and station you'd, immediately. Right, you yeah. figure it out. So still, but how do you even figure that out? You don't have like a name tag on a baby. You know what I mean? Well, still, but at least I know. know. But it's just so crazy the idea that like you lose a baby. It's like how do people identify? It's just at least you know that you have control of the situation in the sense that something terrible isn't going to happen. But this is just crazy. Either the park is not very popular, but still, even you're just tempting disaster. Yeah, literally. Well, okay, the one thing that I will say is that – so she went back and got the baby before they came home, right? That's yeah. Right. So, yeah so, so she – at least she admitted to it. Like, and she did – she technically, like, didn't have to say anything. Yeah. But she, came, she did come clean so about it. So that's where I'm like, okay, well, at least she's not – Yeah, so OP does go – that's admirable. No one least. picked no one picked the baby up. No one sat with the baby. The baby was just sitting there for two hours. And so OP goes, I'm sure that there were a few people in the two hours, but no one stopped to get her. That's Insane. crazy. If I saw an infant on a bench alone, I'd assume its mother was around the park somewhere, but I'd still keep an eye on it. Yeah. I think it's very strange how no one stopped yep. too. And so she like comments a bunch. And so um, she basically says, luckily it wasn't too hot, but she's a little sunburned on her arms. We've already mm-hmm. taken her to the doctor slash hospital. They said we shouldn't worry too much. Um, and a lot of people are just kind of like, is your sister-in-law jealous of you getting all of this attention because you it had a baby? It doesn't sound like it though. It doesn't sound like a jealousy thing. I don't know. I just... Because if it was, why, like, why would that be a jealousy thing? I don't, like, I, I mean, she's getting married and, you know, she, her sister, future sister-in-law, you know, thinking, not thinking from the sister-in-law that left the baby's perspective. It's like, I'm getting married. I want the spotlight to be on me. So you think she just wanted the attention of being like, look what I did wrong? (sighs) No, but I think she like. I think when people are jealous and insecure of themselves, they self-sabotage or they try to hurt those individuals that they're jealous of. Um, For example, I read a story today about this individual who was insecure about their friend, had felt threatened by this friend, and during a test in school, she put laxatives in her drink and her sandwich at lunch to sabotage her friend from taking the test. And then if you go look at that person's profile, they also admit to crushing up sleeping pills and putting them in their friend's food. Wow. I think there's unhinged people that need mental health help 
But but that's the intention. Like that like they had a result that they were looking for. Whereas this, so I'm like, what result would she be looking maybe for? Maybe she wanted the baby to get kidnapped. Maybe she wanted to hurt her in a but way. Then why wouldn't she just try again instead of telling them what she did? I mean, she left that child there for two hours and went shopping. I know, but I'm just saying, like, why why didn't she like why would she tell Oh like why versus like, actually acting it out again? Yeah. I don't know. So I, I'm like, it, I like, I have no words for this just, one. I the, have no it, idea. It doesn't add up. Like, yeah. Nothing about it's it adds so up. It's so weird. But the fact that when she was confronted by, I'm not going to come to your wedding. And she was like, yeah, I wish your baby yeah, would have been kidnapped. That is some crazy shit. Instead of being like, you know what? I'm really sorry. I understand. I'm hurt. I want you there. But I understand. Like I say some things that I don't mean when I'm really hurt, but like, to bring the baby in and say, I wish your baby got kidnapped, that is not, that is not okay. Yeah. That, that also, too far. but that doesn't surprise me that much. I, and I'm not, I don't think leaving the baby there was malicious. I don't think that was, for me at least, I'm not seeing that as the intention. I think it's just some person who is either very forgetful or just, just not all there to the point where you could forget that heavily. You're distracted by chasing a dog. Yeah. That you make a dumb choice and then realize it later. Shopping. Right. But even still, you could be that <sighs> far removed where you're just like then don't, just dumb and then then don't commit to watching a two month old baby. Yeah. Right. Really. But but they also wouldn't be smart enough if they could make these dumb choices True, to, to make that decision on the front end. To say no. So yeah, yes, right. obviously going forward. It, no one's going to trust her with the baby, yeah. but I don't know. I just don't think she left the baby there on purpose. I so crazy. I, d- I truly, this one has me very baffled. Same. I don't want to like think she did it maliciously because how fucked up is that? Yeah. Wouldn't that end up? Couldn't that end up being like some sort of crime? Yeah. I mean, like, she, I don't yeah, even know. I think I I think even now she could get charges pressed against her for neglect. Yeah, I was gonna say even the. The one that you had with Alejandra, the story where like the the grandma left the two year old. I mean, there's reckless endangerment. Yeah, there's, and but it was like neglect too. Yeah, she I just mean, left the child to go do laundry. There's so many crazy laws that I, I mean, even lawyers don't know about. There's so many crazy laws and just specifics that you could probably press charges for, which she does mention in one of her comments. She gives like an update. She's like, I didn't think this post would really blow up. They always say that. <laughs> I have agreed to go to the wedding if my brother can send, if my brother chooses to follow through with the wedding. My sister and I are trying to convince him to just reconsider the wedding and take a second to actually think about what's happening. I'm seriously thinking about getting the police involved. Yeah. But so someone made a comment, and this is why I'm like, I don't think there's any health issues involved. Uh, but someone made a comment. They're like, not the asshole, but have you talked to your brother about this? Was he not concerned that his fiance left his baby niece alone for two hours? Right. Also consider the fact that this isn't just your sister-in-law's wedding. It's your brother's wedding. So maybe if you want, you can just go in support of your brother, not your sister-in-law. If you don't feel comfortable with that, it's perfectly fine because you are entitled to how you feel. And she goes, yeah, I talked to my brother and he excused it by saying, quote, she's got diagnosed high blood pressure. Me and my older sister are trying to talk to him about reconsidering the engagement. This is so far just so unrelated. And yes, it is a tangent. But I feel like we as people every day make just stupid mistakes that are pretty forgetful. Like one time I went into Chipotle 
and left the keys in my car with my car running the whole time I was in there, just not thinking. Mm -hmm. And I came out and I was like, what, how did this happen? Like, how did I make this mistake? And you almost just, you don't even understand what happened. And I wasn't drunk. I wasn't anything. Well, and so you just think like, and yes, a baby is a whole new ball game, but, but I think you can still make weird, forgetful mistakes, especially if you're, it, it also isn't her kid too. So I can, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. So I have the perfect thing. I mean, in the United States alone, the stats of babies dying in cars every year is horrendous. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, parents, and one of the most like tragic pictures I've ever seen on the internet was a parent who left his child in the car when he went into work, forgot to drop the baby off at daycare, and the baby died in the car. So sad. And it's just like forgetfulness. He typically didn't bring the baby to daycare. His wife did. So he forgot to drop the baby off. He deviated from his routine. It wasn't, it, you know, he was so locked in his mm -hmm. patterns and his right. behavior. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, for the sister-in-law, she probably doesn't watch the baby a lot. The baby's only two months old. So, you know, for her, her pattern and her routine is going to the park. Shit, her dog ran away. I got to think about the dog. And then it's like out of sight, out of mind. That's my thought. I think the confusing thing, because all of this, I could see it happening. The confusing thing to me is like, how do you just lose a dog? And you're like, hmm, I'm just going to go shopping now. Yeah. Did she find the dog? Like <laughs> you said she didn't even find the dog. So like, I would think that if I lost my dog after 40 minutes of looking for my dog, I would be like, Sick. I'm going to start making posters. Yeah. I'm going to go to like the police or like the, the vet or what, what, whatever I can do to just like be like, Hey, this is a picture of my dog. Please everyone look for this. Like the fact that like it was like 40 minutes and you're like, well, time to go shopping. That's where I'm kind of confused. True. She just seems off. Yeah. Yep. She's off. Yeah. Um, I looked through the comments. There's no mention of her even finding the dog. The only comment related to the dog was, yeah, she said she was looking for the dog right. for about 40 minutes. So no idea. Um, sounds like this one is still really developing. Damn. Very interesting. Yeah. There's no official update yet. And the last comment was basically, we're trying to get my brother to reconsider. I would say that that's kind of invasive. And I don't, you know, like if she genuinely, it was such an accident and she's so like remorseful, then like for you to be like trying to break up her marriage. Um, but the I'm fact sure that there's she, other stuff going yeah, on though. And, I'm sure this isn't the only thing. Right. I'm sure this is and, like, and the fact, and it's a huge thing too. So it's not just like a small mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But like if it was genuinely such an accident, you know, um, but the fact that she said, I wish your baby would have gotten kidnapped. That's the one that sticks with me. Yep. I'm like, how could you say that to somebody? True. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, so that's, and mm, people lash out when they're embarrassed or hurt. Yeah. I get, I, right. that's, you know. We all do it, but it's so easy to just rectify a situation or like the last thing you want to do is stir the boat more. The yeah. easiest way that you could rectify this is like, you know what? I'm really sorry I did this. I I completely understand. <laughs> sorry, what? Is stir the boat a phrase? Oh, it's stir the pot. <laughs> okay, sorry, go on. But yeah, like you just got to smooth things over. It's like, I know I fucked up. I'm so sorry. I respect your decision. Yeah. I'm going to give you your space. Yeah. Versus, I wish your daughter would have been kidnapped. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. if she would have just been like, you're a petty bitch, 
fine, whatever. She's mad. She's hurt. She feels embarrassed. She crossed the line with that. How is the rest of the family on the wife's side? My friends and family have called me saying I'm petty and that she was stressed. Why is the rest of the family on her side? Well, because we don't know what story she's telling, probably. The sister-in-law? Or all of them. We don't know what she's telling us is completely everything. Yeah, Yeah, maybe they were all in on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just wild. Conspiracies. (laughs) Let's not even go about that. Well, you guys love that. (laughs) (laughs) What was that sound effect? I was trying to to copy your go, and then it, it... it was like even more powerful than I thought. It, it sounded just, like an animated cartoon. It was out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it literally sounds like it's outside of the headphones. I like I feel like it's all around us. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to take a little bathroom break. Okay. Same. Uh, I guess same. So up next, am I the asshole for not wanting to give my late husband's sperm to his parents? I'm sorry. I really tried to think of a less silly title. When my husband was diagnosed with cancer, we froze his sperm so we could have children via insemination even after chemotherapy. His parents were very involved in his treatment and were aware that we were doing this. His treatment was unfortunately unsuccessful and he passed away on July 19th. His parents asked me if I was considering being inseminated with his sperm and I said no. Then they asked me, if I could transfer ownership of the sperm to them so they could use it to have grandchildren. I assume they're planning on hiring a surrogate for this, but I'll admit I was so surprised and confused I didn't actually ask. My gut reaction was that this is wrong and exploitative and not what my husband would have wanted. We froze his sperm because we wanted to raise a family together, and freezing his sperm seemed like a better option than adopting or using a sperm donor, not because he wanted to give his parents, grandkids, or just put his DNA out into the world for the sake of it. I'm so confused about who they expect to raise this child or children, as they're both in their 60s. The surrogate? Question mark. One of their nieces or nephews? My husband has no siblings. And I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. It feels like they just want their bloodline to continue without any thought to the practicality of it. It's probably what it is. I'm actually kind of torn on this one. I look at this and I really, to put this into perspective, he died July 19th. This post was six days ago. So it was technically written on either July 31st or August 1st. Wow. Oh. There's only a there's only been about 2 weeks since this man's death. But I think that's part of it. I think his parents are mourning. So here's the thing. So if you look at the stages of grief, mm-hmm. anger, bargaining, guilt, you know, all the stages of grief, I think they're at the bargaining stage. Mm-hmm. I think they're at like okay, he's gone. But what can I do to have a piece of him? Yeah. Yeah. What like what can I do to bring him back? I think that's where they're at. I do too. I but the thing is, is that like if the child has a great home to be raised in, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, the other thing she's gonna do is just throw the sperm away. So it's like, but the the wrong part is that he never agreed to it. So it's like if that would have been a conversation before, before. he passed, 
there would be no no question. But because it's like without his consent, it feels really weird. It feels wrong. Wrong. Well, and the yeah. wife, the wife is going to have the sense of she's going to have more of the sense of what he would have wanted than the parents will. I agree with that. Yeah. If like honestly, if she's uncomfortable with it, that's yeah. her choice. But I think she would, at the end of the day, it almost feels like she should be the one making this choice. But then you also have to take into consideration that she's also mourning. So maybe the idea too of him having a child out there that's not with her is like horrible, you know? Well, and I I don't see this being a like logical thing. I think they were together, they were married in the reality that was their reality before he passed, they were together. They either planned on having kids together or not at all. Like, I I do I do think I and this is a really, really hot take that people have like I've seen on the internet and has like kind of been implanted in me now. It's like you shouldn't have a kid because you're lonely. You shouldn't have a kid because you want a mini me. Yeah. Like there's hot takes that people put out there where it's like yeah. these are reasons why you shouldn't have a kid. And it's like for these grandparents, it's like you shouldn't have a kid to try to bring your dead son back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what is that kid's life going to be? That kid's life is not going to know his parents. Yeah. And who's going to be the mom? Who right. Are they going to get a donor egg that they don't right. know where it came from and then implant that into a surrogate or like she said, maybe a niece? Like, yeah. what is this child's life going to look like? Yeah, it definitely, like, if I had to pick, it doesn't feel right. It really just doesn't feel right. But I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not so awful. Like if he were to if they were to continue his DNA and, you know, he, they brought an amazing human into this world. Like, I mean, once the human gets here, like everyone's going to be so happy and in love, like whoever the like people are that are taking care of this child. But um, at the same time, like if this was never even a, an, an idea that floated through his head, yeah. then I don't think. It just doesn't feel fair I, to him. I'm kind of sad they mentioned the frozen sperm to his parents. Mm-hmm. Because if that would have just been a conversation between them, this dilemma wouldn't have even happened. Yeah. And Which I think it honestly should have been. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they should have even like involved the parents and been mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're freezing his sperm. Well, that's not even part of the treatment. That's a decision. That's like a smart decision you make as a couple because yeah. you're going to go through this. This recovery process. Yeah, well, I um, I had a friend in high school that he got testicular cancer literally like a year out of high school. And so I remember hearing about the fact that, like, they froze some sperm mm-hmm. just in case and blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's a decision you make as a couple. But, like, I don't know. I, I've also seen a lot of posts on Reddit that are, like, my husband is terminally ill and everyone's asking me if I'm going to get pregnant. And it's like, why? You're already dealing with the loss of somebody. And and then to come in and raise what would have been your child together would make it even that much harder. I think for a lot of people that's heartbreaking. But then I think there are some people that are like, I'm so thankful mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I do have a piece of my husband yeah. or True. my partner left. And this one is probably one of the tougher ones like ethically morally that we've like really I think what I would do if I was her is that I would just respond to the parents and being like I'm mourning I'm sure that you guys are mourning and this is not a good time to have a conversation about that 
um, we can definitely talk about this, but not right now. I think we need to. This has been two weeks since he passed. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like we need to, we need to heal more. Like we're in a really vulnerable moment, all of us. And we need to heal more before we have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, like, you know, if the parents are like, have some really like compelling reason, if they're like, he always said that he wanted to pass, like, you know, whatever, like what, and like, if they're really so convincing that they're like, look at his diary as a kid. And this is what, I don't know, whatever, like the wife whatever know. converse. Yeah. I think the wife would yeah. probably knows. And I think mm -hmm. the right answer is probably just no. But if there's some, you know, after they're not in the thick of mourning, if there's some really genuine reason where it makes sense, then they can decide. But right now, I would be like, we all need space. Yeah. We all need to think about this. Yeah, and I think that's rational. Mm -hmm. Like, you should not make any major life decisions after a great loss yeah. like this. But even um, still, let the dust settle. But I think if he didn't explicitly say anything about having a kid, regardless if he's here or not, yeah. it goes away. I agree. So I got a lot of comments. OP... Like, I'm going to show you guys. This is a throwaway account. This is me scrolling to the bottom. And this is me scrolling all the way up to the top. Mm. OP comments extensively. A little behind the scenes here. Yeah, right? Extensively. <laughs> we just saw behind the curtain. I know, with Rada's <laughs> style. So I'm going to try to, like, do them the best I can. I really want to do this one justice because I think this is, like, probably one of the hardest posts we've ever read. And I want to just... I'm like want to cry at this. Like this yeah. is probably for me. I just like can't imagine losing your partner like this and having to deal with like his parents coming out of the woodwork two weeks later and being like, "Hey, that sperm." Yeah, I just lost my son, but hey, that sperm. Well, and it's it's even sad enough to to need to make the choice to free sperm in that situation because you know there's a risk. Yeah, and then to have it actually happen, it's just I don't know. Yeah, there's one comment I want to start with. The comment I want to read is in reply to something else. So I kind of feel like I have to read the comment from an outside source first. So this person goes, damn, I don't even know what to judge this one. I can see most sides since as of the moment, I haven't come to a definite decision that I can't expect to say if one of you is the asshole over the other, not the asshole. To start, I understand completely why you feel the way you do. And I'm terribly sorry for your loss. I have a couple questions though. Did you and your husband actually decide what he wanted to do in this case? Or are you speculating? But obviously you have the authority now. Mm -hmm. Are you keeping it from his parents because you feel they're yours and only yours so no one else can have them and you decided you won't use them? Deciding what someone else should be doing with their lives is not your right. So using that to justify not giving them it is sort of assholery in that case. They love their son, I'm presuming. And raising a child that shares their son's DNA while teaching the kid about his father and history doesn't seem so bad. The grandparents are assholes for not being as sensitive as, to you as they should be by asking so soon. However, at the same time, if they're in their 60s, then they don't have much time to lose anyway. And they might be thinking that by you deciding against using them, you're going to move on from him somehow. Grief is weird. I think the priority is what would your husband want? Mm -hmm. But if you or them honestly don't know if he wanted to pass on his lineage or whatever reason, then it's a me versus the in-laws question mm -hmm. over what each party wants. And yes, legally, you have the authority, of course, but being an asshole isn't only judged on legalities. 
The context is key. Again, sorry for your loss and all the added grief. So long-winded, great points. That was a pretty good post. It, it, it was very probing, which mm-hmm. I appreciate because I think these are all questions that we just said. Like, yeah. what would the husband really want? Mm-hmm. So OP goes on to say, my aversion to their plan is due to what I know about why he wanted to freeze his sperm. He wanted to be a father. Specifically, he wanted to raise kids with me. I know it wasn't about just passing on his genes because both adoption and sperm donors were also options we discussed, and he was fine with those possibilities. I just can't imagine he'd be comfortable with having a child with his DNA out there who neither he nor I had any hand in raising. Yep. Yeah. And on top of that, too, like who he's mixing his DNA with, like not being able to decide that. Yeah. You know, like he didn't get to pick like, okay, if I die, like I would want my my DNA to be passed down to this human or that human. It's just like bringing a child into this world is a serious decision. I don't like I think, you know, unplanned pregnancies happen and everyone makes the best of that situation. And obviously people are typically, I should say, are very happy to have a child, but He's gone. Like this mm-hmm. autonomy and this decision is gone. Yeah. So to just assume or to let his parents just take over the sperm and like not really know what's going to happen to it, I don't think is – it definitely doesn't seem like it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm trying to put myself in the situation of him. Like if I were to die and had like my eggs saved and whatever – would I be that mad if my parents decided to like pass down my DNA? I don't know. So it's so hard to say because he's not here and like the decision yeah. isn't him, you know? Right. And it's it's obviously not going to affect him in any way at this point. That's but, true. But, but you want to honor the person that everyone loves that had passed right. away. So. That's right. And my gut feeling, I still feel even a little bit weird about it if they didn't have the explicit conversation. Yeah. But I feel like it should be her or nobody. Exactly. I agree with that. I think where I'm getting really caught up with this one is I'm not so much concerned about the people that are trying to make this decision. Like the grandparents, a.k.a. like his parents Mm -hmm. and the wife. Okay, like, yeah, they're affected clearly. Like they're directly involved right now. But I look at this child and I don't know if this is from me having known people that are adopted and constantly feel this like, burning, aching desire, like, what about my birth mom? Mm -hmm. Like, I love my parents that raised me, but what about my birth mom? Why did she give me up? Right. There's something to be said about, you know, children that go through this experience of not knowing their birth parents who they feel a part of them is missing. And there's a lot of trauma with that. I just look at this, I'm like, it's just such an unfair situation to bring a kid into for selfish reasons of my son is gone, I want a piece of my son. It to me, this seems so and, selfish. Right, and or continuing the lineage. Any reason that the grandparents have is to me is selfish because it's like no matter what you do, your son is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm so sorry about that, and it's so tragic. But to bring a child into the world to appease you, what? 
That is really an interesting concept to think about. That's like the where I'm coming from. Like, are they the, like who is raising them? Are they raising them? And if they are raising They're 60. them, yeah, it, I have sixty-year-old patients that die every day. What are you gonna? What? Where's this one-year-old gonna go? Is family automatically gonna take them on? Take her them on? Like what? It'd have to be the mom or the wife. I mean, but uh, however, I will say, um, I. I mean, even when people are adopted, like, and they were wondering about their birth parents, I think a part of that is because they know their birth parent is out there, you know, or they don't know anything about them or something like that. Like, I think, I don't, I think it would be different if you're like, I know that my dad died and this was my situation, you know, um, because he'd be, he would be able to learn about him. The grandparents are going to tell him all about him, you know? Yeah. But I, um, but I guess like even still growing up and hearing about your dad and not having your dad. Oh, there's, that's a, oh uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's either, a, it's traumatic of either course. way. It's not an ideal situation. And I mean, the only thing I will say though, is that with a lot of situations, it's not ideal. Like there's things from my childhood that I'm like, damn, like <laughs> I could have been like a cooler person if this didn't happen or whatever it is. And I, it's just like, life is crazy. So I don't, I think more of this story is just really focusing on like the wife. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. what she wants to decide. Yep. And, like, if she thinks that that's kind of fucked up and crossing the line, she's not the asshole. Like, it's N- not the asshole yeah. at all for this. And so, with that being said, someone comments, I hope you decide to have his child. I'd be the same. It's not theirs to use. And she goes, me carrying his child isn't really on the table. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. And I feel like for her, he's gone. There's no bringing him back. Then the sperm should be gone. Done deal. I agree. I think he's gone as there's, there's – He wanted to raise a kid with her. Yeah. It would be such a hard place to be put in though. Like I'm just picturing if I had people that loved the person that I loved like as – or like – you know, so strongly too. And they were just so desperate. And I was the one who had to make the call to like break their heart. Like, and you know what I mean? Like I, I'm sure she's just feeling so crazy right now or like just so yeah. torn and like, well, and it's so she, fresh. Yeah. Two weeks, you guys, like again, yeah. like two weeks, she just lost her life partner. Mm-hmm. Someone who she, they were actively planning to have a life and kids together. I can't even imagine like typing this all out and thinking coherently. Like, yeah. I feel like clarity will come with time. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, and again, it's been about two weeks. Like, sit on it. Don't make any rash decisions. Like, I saw somewhere where you shouldn't make any major life changes for at least six to nine months after a death. Just don't give it to the parents. Yeah. No, it's it's I, not theirs. And it's and not what he – I really don't think that's what the husband yeah. would have wanted. And that's mm-hmm. what I would just say. I'd be – I would literally be like, I don't like the fact that, like, this decision is – put in my hands because I don't like that I'm holding back something that you guys really want. However, I know it's not what he wants. Yeah. And if I thought even the slightest bit that it was what he would want, then this would be a different story. But I am so confident that it's not. So like, I don't want to feel like the villain here, but I am the one who is able to legally call the shots. And this is just what I think is right. Exactly. Legality is also a very important point in this because depending on the paperwork that they filed when they did do the sperm donation slash saving it, 
depending on what state, apparently it's a big thing. So one of the top comments is, not the asshole, though though the decision may not actually be yours to make anyways. If you contact the sperm bank where it's frozen, they may likely have procedures on what happens in the situations of the donor's death. There may be terms that he agreed to in the paperwork that may state ownership transfers to yourself, Mm. or it may state that the sample is destroyed. Contact them and see what they say. Though, if ownership is now yours, I don't blame you at all for saying no. OP replies, ownership is mine. And someone comments back, you are so selfish. And she goes, for the legal ownership passing to me after his death? Question mark. And the person literally responds back, everything is me, me, me. Okay. This woman just lost her fucking husband. Wow. This is where I get mad of people being able to be anonymous on the internet because what a goddamn troll. Literally. Yeah. I I think was I I was saying this to you Morgan right we've talked about this a lot yeah I I think that it should be outlawed that people are able to just create all these different usernames and just be trolls on the internet like if you want to say what you want to say then have a face and a name to it you know like I think that's totally fine to express yourself and the freedom of speech and everything but it is so it's gotten so toxic and dangerous the fact that people can just hide behind these like. I love cutie pie five, six, three and say evil things to people like that is so wrong. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It says a lot about the people that do do that. Yeah. It says a lot that you feel like you, there's a reason you're hiding behind some fake little name. There's a reason. Yeah. There's clearly a reason. You're a coward and And they have nothing better to do. You're being cruel for the sake of being cruel because what is this going to get you? Who is this going to benefit? You are being cruel for whatever malicious reason that is. Oh, they're just taking out whatever, like, frustrations or whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. have to. Everyone's fighting their own battles. And, yeah, yeah it, could be, it could be an outlet. Uh, um, wait, sorry, Morgan. Could I interject for a second? Yeah. So I th- I'm just thinking that um, – when you talked about the adoption thing and you're like, even like people like, you know, like are always wondering and stuff like that. I'm going to actually, what I was going to add to that is I was going to say, Hey, I'm actually going to phone a friend for a part of this. And I'm going to reach out to my roommate, Aaron Sella and have her interject on this story. But no, but like what I wanted to say is that because we're talking about like, should there be a child be brought into this world or not? Yeah. Then I think people who are adopted are going to be like, what? So I don't know who my parents are. And so I shouldn't have been brought into this world. I just think they're going to make that parallel. Do you know what I'm saying? What do you think, Justin? I didn't get that much of a vibe because at the same time, when you're talking about like babies that weren't planned, it's like, that's what you say about yourself all the time. Oh, I am literally an, I am an oops baby. 100%. I am too, actually. Well, actually my mom is, which makes me like... Technically no, I, one. I Second think it three. was yeah. super valid because my ex was, I think, technically adopted, but she knew her biological dad but didn't know her biological mom at all or something. Mm-hmm. And I think everything she said was very on point. It with, was on point. With what she experienced and kind of that. So there was nothing that stuck out to me where I'm like, ooh. 
Okay. That's fine. I'm, I was just saying because we're talking about the concept of bringing a life into the world or not. I'm just, I could see that people, like I could just see people making this parallel of being like, wait, so you don't think I should have been brought in the world just because over the fact I don't know who my parents are, my oh, biological. No, Do you know I, what I'm saying? Like, and we can, I think it would be a point to like, we can add this in because I think this is very important to have. I'm going off of like, I had a college roommate that was adopted and I've had other friends that were adoptive mm-hmm. and they're very, very happy they're there. Right. They're very yeah. thankful for their adoptive parents. Mm-hmm. They love their adoptive parents. They have a great relationship with them. But I've also heard the opposite where people's adoptive parents haven't been great. But from my experience, no matter how great the relationship is with the adoptive parents, my friends that have been adoptive have always like had this yearning to find their birth mm-hmm. mom or find their birth parents. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's like this kind of like, it's just this innate nature to like either whether it's like know where you come from, know who you are a part of. I don't know. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know personally, but I just think it's a conversation to be had. And I think I will include, because I, in my head when we were recording that segment, I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to send her the story and be like, Hey, I know you're adoptive. I know you have a great relationship with your birth parents. I'll let Aaron tell it if I'm like, I start crying. Oh, it's so, it's so tough. Like this shit just fucking hits me, but I'll let Aaron tell it if she's willing. Um, but Aaron like kind of went through that experience. So we're going to phone a friend. Mm-hmm. I know. Fuck. Well, I'd for sure have that. I would for sure have that yearning. Yeah. yeah I put would yourself too. in that situation. Yeah. You'd be like, I know. And like I said, I I in mm-hmm. no way like Morgan. I know your heart, and I know everything no, you're saying. I no, totally I was like on board with what you're saying. I just know that we we no, get so sick of people um, like making assumptions, and so I was just no, trying to be it's like good, it's good to clarify. So yeah, if um if you tune into the YouTube version, I'll phone a friend. I have no doubt she'll respond. Uh, so that'll be on the YouTube version. And here's where I'm going to cut so I can get my shit together. <laughs> so. I think we covered everything with that one. I think, thank you for bringing that up. I, I obviously don't want people that are adopted to feel like they're any less or shouldn't be here because I think that that's definitely important to, to that's make note That's not what of. you were saying. It's not what I was saying, but I think it's very easy to, when you feel personal about something, to kind of infer. I think it's really easy to like, misinterpret things and Mm -hmm. so I don't I don't want there to be any misinterpretation like a child that's adoption adopted is just as valuable and their life is just as important and are like I just don't want anything negative inferred from that I'm just saying like in this situation I think it is unfair this it's just sperm it's not even a child it's not like it's inseminated eggs Mm -hmm. it is purely sperm Mm -hmm. yeah which like how many how how many seeds have been flushed swallowed or thrown away yeah this is just sperm this is not a baby wiped 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 Wiped. towel time (laughs) towel time so i i'm glad you brought that up because now we can include it and just feel like all of our boxes were were checked in let me just shut the fuck up. Someone else want to read? Oh, fuck. I don't know if I'd be a good reader. Well, 
I kind of like it. I honestly thought that reading would be way more smooth, but then I remembered Ooh, that I have like hard. like reading anxiety. <laughs> Same. <laughs> like, where it's like whenever people would popcorn Popcorn me, in class. I'd be like, no. Oh, I love shoot, popcorn. Shoot no. me. Shoot me. I love popcorn. I like, it's like I know how to read, but it's just like the the fluctuation of my <laughs> voice and like when, when commas come and I don't see them and they, all of a sudden they're there and I'm just like, I pause and then <laughs> that stuff just doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's well. All- with that being said, here you go. Really? Yeah, we're gonna pass it down the line. What? You're gonna popcorn me? That's fucked up. I just told you my trauma from grade school. <laughs> all right, let's let the real show begin. Oh, I needed a break after that last one. It was intense. So, we have a lot of awards on this one. Am I the asshole for not taking my husband to my brother-in-law's funeral after he went against my sister's wishes? My sister's husband was sick for over six months. In the past couple of months, he got worse. They have two kids, nephew four and niece six. I agreed to take the kids in to look after them and help my sister focus on her husband. A week ago, I got a call at 6.50 from my sister crying, telling me her husband had just passed away. It was so devastating. I was still in bed when I got the news. I checked on the kids and they were asleep. I had to go see my sister and be with her. I asked my husband to keep an eye on the kids and warned him not to tell them about their father's passing till their mom got there and could tell them herself in her own way since she made me promise to wait till she left them herself. He nodded but said telling them the sooner the better. I told him it was none of his business and he needed to respect their mother's wish. He said I could go and he'd watch the kids. An hour later, my phone rang while I was with my sister and it was my husband telling me to get home ASAP because the kids had a breakdown after he told them their father passed. I was dumbfounded and so, so mad and helpless. I asked why he told them, but I couldn't hear his reply because the kids were crying loudly in the background. Their mother heard and figured they found out. She told me to drive her to see them. I apologized for what my husband did, but she didn't respond. We got home, and it was a mess. My heart sank seeing the kids crying for their dad like that. Their mom took them inside the room and shut the door. I lost it on my husband, and he said he didn't want to say anything, even made them breakfast, but when he heard the kids talk about what they were going to do when they, when they see their dad, he felt the urge to tell them. I yelled at him for going against my sister's wishes. He apologized to my sister, but she said she doesn't want to see him because the kids stopped talking from their trauma. He wanted to go to the funeral, but I told him my sister doesn't want to see him, and I'm respecting her wish. He got upset, saying I excluded him from family events, which was unfair and flat-out petty. He said he couldn't help it, so I shouldn't hold him accountable because it just happened. But I felt ashamed and a major letdown from my sister because she stated her wishes and he didn't respect them. Um, he's an asshole. Huge asshole. I want to cry thinking about that. Like, if I was a mother and those were my wishes, that I wanted to be the one to tell my kids that, that's just why. Like, I They're going to be traumatized. Why? Like, why did he think that was his right? Well, and it was so explicitly... And, like, yeah. she made it so clear, And beforehand, too. like... He's trying to be like, no, they need to know now. No, like, what, they he, don't. They're, when a kid is that little, 
they're going to remember who they were with and how they were told. Oh, I just like, just picture them, picture them over breakfast. I just can't wait until dad's not sick and we can go to the lake. And he goes, well, actually, your dad died this morning. Yeah, literally. I so can't believe he would decide. You're not going to be going to the lake. How could he decide that was his responsibility in his place? Like, that is so sad. No, and then him being like, you excluded me from a family thing. You fucking lost any rights to be around that family the minute that you fucked their life upside down. You went against her wishes. You yeah. ruined those kids' moment of grief that they should have shared with their mom. Exactly. Their mom. Their mom should have been there. The fact that yeah. they found out and they're bawling without their mom there, that makes me sick to my they're stomach. They're young. How old are they again? Four and six. Four and six. They're babies. They're fucking babies. Yeah. I... They don't know I don't what's know what going on. They need to be wrong with their with this mom. Person. What what it was wrong with him? Like if it was if it wasn't made clear beforehand, I would be like it was a mistake. Like he thought he was doing the right Oops. thing. He's being honest, but it was very clear beforehand. Don't tell them. How How what did he say to? He was like, he literally was like, I feel like they need to know. Well, it. I feel like I'm no. such. I feel like I'm just the biggest trust guy ever because all of these issues, I always go to trust, but. From you literally now can't trust him. You asked no, him to yeah. do something and you trusted him to not do something. And it's a huge <sighs> thing. That's and yeah, especially not, when we're talking about like how much childhood moments like that really make an impact on you as a they human. They shape us. They really do. They so shape like, us. Completely. Those things are huge. Like huge. And yes, I I I have faith that the kids will be able to, you know, get over that and live a happy life, but I mean, that, that moment, obviously it's going to take a lot to like handle Time. the fact that their dad passed away, but like therapy, but hearing it from him, I'm sure that they'll get, you know, they'll move on from it, but that he just added a difficulty that was so unnecessary and not his place. And so fucked up. This like makes me scared to let anyone watch my kids. Honestly, yeah, it, it kind of feels stories. like he didn't care. Exactly. It, it feels like, like it didn't feel that big to him where like, he's just like, Oh, guess what? Or like it was exciting news that he wanted to be the one to like break it. Yeah, it's very weird. I I would be the exact same way if I was that person's significant other. I would be like, I don't know if I want you to around any of these people anymore. And I don't even know if I want to be around you because like that, that was a huge breach that you did. That wasn't something small. No. And I'm, I know I'm quick to be like divorce, <laughs> break up. But this is like our first review in the yeah. podcast. Deal, <laughs> but I, these girls just say divorce and yeah. we're like, well, yeah, we're not married. And, so it's and, easy. <laughs> and this is not my relationship. So obviously yeah. I'm not attached to it. Yeah. But I just look at this as if my partner would have violated my trust, gone against my wishes, disrespected me, disrespected my family, traumatized my niece and nephew. I just like, I look at all this and I'm like, add all of this combined. And then the fact he's whimpering and, oh. Yeah, now he's the victim. Also him being like, you're excluding me from a family event. This is fucking a funeral. This is not a fucking holiday party celebration. Yeah. yeah. You're being excluded from a funeral because you just ruined that kid, those kids grieving process. Yeah. He's playing victim. I'm looking at this person and I'm like, Let's add up all the reasons why you're an asshole. Yeah. And I'm like, do I want to be with this person? 
Yeah, so no. it's, it reminds me of the, the lady who threw away all the pictures of the late mom. He ruined this, like... It's the same shit. And I, I didn't look watch at, that episode yet. I look Sorry. at how traumatic death is. Like, I, I'm so fucked in the head. Like, I'm so scared of losing my dad that I literally go and check and make sure he's breathing when I wake up in the morning and he's not gone before me. Like, I'm terrorized of losing a parent. So, like, I can't even imagine these four- and five-year-old kids who are just, like, just beginning their little lives and just asshole. Absolute asshole. Yeah, I I completely agree. He is the asshole. She is not the asshole for not taking him to the funeral. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Which leads into the – actually, there was a mod uh, that – Sticky the comment so it's at the top. Yeah. Saying, all right, folks, it's that time of day again where we remind you to be civil. <laughs> yeah, good luck on this one. So this one got pretty heated. Oh, wow. Uh, top comment has a lot of awards. Uh, not the asshole. I was babysitting for a family friend while they were at the hospital saying goodbye to their other child. Oh. I knew that their son had died, but I kept my mouth shut and loved on their daughter who was talking about going to see her brother until they got home. Because it was <laughs> We're both gonna cry. Because it was one million percent not my place to say anything. Didn't even cross my mind to tell her, even though I had to leave the room a few times to wipe my eyes and regain composure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, it's it's one hundred percent not He's your fucking adult. place to tell. He's an adult. If you need to go in the other room and step back, like, yeah, you just lost your brother in law. Yeah. Step back. Like Step back. This is not your place, though. I don't understand in what rational mind. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is interesting. Exactly. Children that young are easily distracted as well. He really could have thrown on the TV for a few hours until their mom came. No, he totally wanted to hurt those kids by telling them. They were distracted. It almost seems like he wanted to just like... Have the spotlight. Like, yes. Like, have the power. Like, just like, oh, I know this news. I'm going to let you guys know. Like, I want to be the first to let you. Like, I don't know. But, like, it makes me so sick. He's unhinged. And and again, again, obviously, I don't know. Like, we're not hearing him talk. We are not hearing, like, his situation. But, like, from what we do know, this is sick. Yeah. It makes me so sad. And I get every situation is so subjected to the person that experiences it. Like, obviously, OP writing in is the wife in this situation. But there's very objective information here. It was expressly said, don't tell the kids. And he still went against that and told the kids. So no matter what else went on in this situation, he had one fucking fucking assignment. You had one job! He did not understand (laughs) the assignment. Well, and the other way to think about it that you kind of lightly touched on is now the kids forever have this memory with him. These kids have not spoken. That's the whole reason he's not invited to the funeral too. Like, one, he disobeyed all guidelines did not understand the assignment, but these kids have now gone like mute, right? They did, they did write that, that they haven't been talking. They haven't been Mm -hmm. talking. These kids have now, because of this trauma and the sadness, have decided not to talk. Yeah, the kids stopped talking from their trauma. It makes me so sick. And I think the reason it makes me so, so, so sick is that I'm assuming that this guy is like very like in his right mind and very level. Normal. And like- Not on- 
does not have any diagnoses, is just a normal dude. Not taking drugs, like not like out of this world. Like I'm assuming these things. And so right. it just makes me so sick because I'm like, who in their rational right mind, like who do you think you are? Well, and for kids this the young. entitlement. Ki- yeah. But kids this young to stop talking. Four and five. Four and six. Like make that, making that choice at, at that age to be like, well, I just if someone random like to me like random, I mean not super random, but like that's just not my my home is telling me that someone that I love most in the entire universe. You also like don't believe it. There's oh, it's just yeah. so sickening to me. Like it wasn't his place. Like I want to scream at this man. I want to kill him. <sighs> I think there's something though where the younger you are that trauma occurs, the more likely you are to actually stop talking. And this is something I definitely am going to fact check. I like really want to look this up where um, to make sure like this is actually a thing. But I think the younger trauma happens at, the more likely someone is to like stop talking or shut down. Interesting. And you just need to fact check. That's interesting though. Because my first thought was that the younger you are, the more likely you would be to continually just ask questions and try to understand because you've never experienced these concepts. And I think it's like exactly what you're saying, but flip it. You've never experienced these concepts, so you don't know how to deal with it, so you shut down. But I also think, though, too, at an older age, you could shut down just because you do understand what has truly happened and you just shut down. Yeah. I don't know. It's called selective mutism. And obviously this is like a very specific circumstance. So I'm not even sure if I'm going to find anything like directly on this. Yeah. So there's not a lot on this, but there's so this one quote. There's also a misconception that kids who can't speak in some settings have been traumatized. In fact, kids who become mute after a traumatic experience are typically mute in all situations, not specific social environments. So these kids literally could be affected pretty greatly in all areas of their life going forward because of the fact that this man took it into his own hands and thought it was his fucking job, his due diligence to tell these poor children. Makes me so mad. Yeah. There's not a lot on this either, like selective mutism after trauma. There's not. I wish people. A lot on it. There's so many things through growing up that I now look back and I'm like, I learned so much in school about things that are just not relevant to me today. And I don't regret learning those things because I think they help with your brain, like developing and understanding just, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't even know. But, but what makes me mad is that there's so many things that we could learn. I, I still feel like there should be more communication for people to really understand how these things can have an impact because I don't know. I think that even like with myself, like my mom loves me so much and I love my mom so much. And then I still think some of these things that happen like in my childhood, like where, you know, she wasn't trying to be mean at all, like, or bad or anything, like she was a great mom to me, but I think that some of these things have an impact on who I am. 100%. And like, we just don't, 
no one no yeah no one knows that like oh it's mm-hmm. it's nature versus nurture we are we are a sum of our environment i think biology plays a big part but i also think we are heavily mm-hmm. shaped by our experiences yeah and i've yeah, started realizing sure. more and more like these yeah. certain instances as a kid i'm starting to remember these times where it's like no one was outright like trying to like hurt me or be mean to me, but these things made me feel a certain way that has like shaped who I am now. Yeah. It's just crazy. I don't know. I just think it should be more of a topic. So back to this story, there's not a update. Uh, did you realize this was posted one day ago? No, but I did look for the update. Yeah. This was posted one day ago. So very- update to come. Very, very fresh. We will keep our eyes peeled for an update. OP only replies to one comment, and it is this. Comment says, not the asshole at all. Do not take the responsibility of your spouse's acts on yourself. You clearly express your sister's wishes. He made the choice to go directly against them. Your sister had every right to not want contact at all with him after that. Who knows how the kids would have responded or been more traumatized seeing him again. You are not petty. You are trying to love and respect and support your sister in her time of grief. And OP goes, yes, I agree, but he's been giving me grief about how harsh I was towards him and that I should have let him attend the funeral with me, completely ignoring the fact he went against my sister's wishes and she rightfully wants some space from him. Someone else replies to OP and goes, it's not about you. None of this is about you. On repeat, until he gets it. And someone replies back to that. That's what I was going to say. Tell him, quote, this is not about you or any of your feelings. This is about sister and her kids. That's it. He made a choice, and this is the outcome of his very selfish choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I w- honestly, I've we've read the most crazy stories. I've listened to the most crazy stories on this podcast. But this, like, I genuinely don't think I would ever want to see him again if I was if I was the parent I of wouldn't. these kids. I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would forgive him. Like, obviously, he could do things to like. I, you know, I'm not going to be... He could try to redeem himself. Yeah, he could try to redeem himself. But, like, as of how he's acting right now, I don't ever see myself wanting to be around this man again. You'll never trust. You'll never trust. No, but, like, him gaslighting her? You're being petty. You're being petty. This is a petty problem. No, petty problems are not this. This is life-altering for multiple people. This is not petty. I think... I know this sounds kind of crazy, but I think... One of the only things I'd be thinking about why I would want to have a relationship with him is some familiarity for my kids almost. Like like the person who told you this news is in our life and their family. Like um, I don't I don't know if that makes sense, yeah, but like that would be try, like to try to lessen the severity. Exactly. Like that would be my one consideration because if we, you never see him again, it's a random man who just told you this mm-hmm. news. Yeah, but I also think the fact that the kids are already so traumatized like This has already been their uncle for the time they've probably been born. Like, I don't know if OP ever says how long they've been married. Um, 
Yeah, no, I'm just saying that's no. like my one thing that I would be like, because otherwise I would be like, I don't want to see this man again. The only way I would consider it is if he For really- For that reason, to try yeah. to like, to try to lessen the severity of the situation. Yeah. I get that. It doesn't mention how long they've been married, so we don't know that. But I think the fact that these kids were so traumatized by him telling them that they went selectively mute mm-hmm. kind of already says like, it doesn't, I don't, I don't think him being included is going to make the situation better because- if he was already a part of the family and included in a way, like, you know what I'm saying? Like where it's like, yeah. he already burned the bridge. Yeah. Like there's not anything that's going to lessen the severity of the situation because he's not the person that should have told them. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we've burned the bridge on this one and he's gone. Yep. It would be really hard for me. As How do you move on? As the, as the what, or if I was, you know, as like whoever I am as my partner and my sister, I, it would constantly put me in a really uncomfortable place where I'm, I know where like I side with, I side with my sister and not because she's my sister, but because of the situation. Hundred percent. So it would just be so hard. I, like I would just be like, every time I'd go to a family thing, I'd remember you were a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be hard. Like, yeah. I, I'm not saying they can't get through it, but, like, it would be really hard for me. I don't know. Well, we'll look out for the update on this one. But. Can't believe that you said that was just a day ago? One day ago. Wow. I hopped on that one real I don't know fast. why it always, like, blows my mind when these things are recent. Yeah. Speaking of recent, this one was nine days ago. Popcorn. Popcorn who? You. Me? <laughs> Am I the asshole for cleaning out the fridge without telling my husband? <laughs> what do you guys think? Finally, like a happy kind of one. Lighthearted on hinge. Do we know what DH is? Doting husband, I believe. Okay. My DH brought home a metal box that he checks on often during the day when it's in the fridge. When asked about it, he said it contained freshly pickled olives. His friend Jason got from his uncle's farm and wanted DH to keep till he gets back from his business trip. I had no problem with him keeping it safe at the bottom of the fridge. DH always asked me to be cautious with the box and not open it as it'd be rude to touch other people's stuff. Yesterday, I decided to clean out the fridge, which took me about two two hours from unplugging the fridge, (laughs) emptying all of the items, grocery, vegetables, containers, and washing and cleaning out the inside of it, letting it settle before plugging it in again. I took the box my husband brought out of the fridge and placed it on the kitchen island alongside the containers. While I was working, I received a video call via WhatsApp from my husband. While at work, feeling bored, asking what I was doing. I showed him I was cleaning out the fridge and he suddenly freaked out and asked about the metal box. (laughs) I was confused, so I told him to calm down and I showed him where the box was. He got mad, telling me I should not have cleaned out the fridge nor even touched the box without telling him. I again tried to ask him to calm down as I saw no big deal about it. His precious box was safe and sound, but he went on a rant about how the box needed to be put back inside the fridge ASAP and told me to plug the fridge in right then, but I couldn't because it was still wet and I wasn't finished cleaning the other parts. Apparently, I pissed him off by stalling, and he hung up, and 30 minutes later, he came home and (laughs) pitched a hissy fit, saying I should have picked a time where he was home to clean out the fridge so that he could take the box somewhere else to keep it cool. 
I said, so what? It was sitting out of the fridge for barely two hours and olives can stand being outside the fridge for a longer period. He said, I don't get it and took the box and wanted to leave with it. I asked where he was taking it and he said he needed to go back to work and had no time to explain. I shrugged this whole thing off, but he came back with it in the evening and put it inside the fridge, then complained about me cleaning the fridge without telling him and acting dismissive of his opinions. I argued that what opinions could he have on cleaning out the fridge? He argued back saying he promised Jason he'd keep his olives in good condition and I should have just told him, end of story. I wonder if I messed up. He usually doesn't get that mad unless I've messed up and I think that I have. Is that the end? Um, so what edit. the fuck is in the box? I'm so, picturing body no, no, parts. No, 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 don't, okay. save that. It. I'm picturing body parts. I was just gonna say, <laughs> what body parts are in this? Yes. I'm, I'm over box. here thinking like sperm. Yeah. <laughs> drugs. From our other story. I'm drugs. like sperm. It's yeah. drugs. No sperm. It's Jason sperm. Sperm. I know. Has to be kept in the oh no, I know that it doesn't make sense, but like that's just where my like where no. where I'm at right I'm now. I'm dead ass. I'm like, what body parts is this? Yeah. Like. Who freaks the fuck out I'm, that they're and he checks he checks the box the box multiple times a day? Yeah, but isn't it like the movie Rat Race where they're trying to keep that heart cool enough to make it all the way through the whole movie and get I to the I forgot that movie existed. Oh my god, I don't know if I've seen it. Oh, this is a It first? takes place in Minnesota, doesn't it? Some I I, I don't know that much Rat about Race? it. Rat Race? All I know is there's some heart in some like makeshift sounds, cooler and they're trying to keep it a lot. I know. It sounds really, really familiar to where I feel like I've probably seen it, but I'm not sure. But <laughs> why is he checking a box of olives multiple times a day? Because they're precious. Why is he concerned about the olives being outside of a fridge? No one would leave work early for olives. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> also, like, I like Justin always is like very concerned about food being left on the counter and like getting very. food poisoning. And the f- like when I've been to like parties and there's a charcuterie board with olives on it, like that shit sits out for like six hours. I wouldn't get worried about olives. My mom leaves pizzas out for like three days. No, oh, Morgan, I've been- Morgan leaves chicken out like all day <laughs> and that shit is warm sitting on the counter. I'm like, dude, okay. I'm not about to eat this. And she'll cook it up and be like, it's fine. Here, We're is, good. here is my theory. Think about a grad school, high school. My grad party? The chicken had a little heater under it, and it was heated. I don't leave chicken out for that long, but I don't think that was for safety (laughs) reasons. I think that was like for. Uh, uh, I think think it's both. No, I think it was for more like let's not have people eat cold chicken. You can't mess with that shit, though. You (laughs) cannot. I've been on the bad end of that. I have too, but I think. Well, you also have a really sensitive stomach, so. Yes. Anyone would be sensitive to that shit. E. coli coming <laughs> up in there, anyone's going to be messed up. I think up. you can leave food out for a lot longer than a lot of people think yeah. is what I'm going to say. So like I, I think about the grad school rule. Like if I left this out at a grad school party right now, could I eat it in six hours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to eat it. Like, I don't know. Like I've forgotten pizza on my counter drunkenly one night and I eat it next night for dinner. If, if I left a Chick-fil-A sandwich out overnight, I'd you, eat it the next day. You bet I'm eating that shit. Yeah. Those nuggets, that Chick-fil-A sauce, let's go. Mm-hmm. Those aren't olives in that Raw, box. raw chicken, that's different. Raw chicken is totally Yeah. She'll leave raw chicken out for two weeks and no, be like, mm, I don't. Good. <laughs> And eat it raw. No. And then she'll be like, think about grad parties. <laughs> You are just lying. No, I deal with this almost on a daily basis. <laughs> you are lying. Like, you think this chicken's good? Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're a fucking liar, though, because you brought fucking Costco chicken over, and you go, 
oh, I think it might be still good. And you open up and I smell it and I go, no, throw it away. I don't see my nose growing. Morgan the hero. I'm not Pinocchio. No, I'm not Pinocchio. You guys, I'm Pinocchio. <laughs> not not because I'm lying, but because you guys, like, I two days ago. I told you to throw that chicken away. Two days ago, I discovered a Snapchat filter that makes you Pinocchio. And I was like, I don't know why this makes me feel like. Oh, I sent that to her. I was like, I have a dick on my nose and I, I'm i not was, mad about it. It was floppy, It flops though. all around. Yeah, it was very flaccid. Insert clip of me that I sent to Morgan. <laughs> you need to redo it. I didn't see You guys, that. I saved mine, too. I have it. I'll I send them to it. you. So back to this friend. There's definitely body parts in there. Um, There's something crazy. This is not olives in this box. But like, why would why would they keep body parts? Like it's what kidneys? But then why would he not? Why would he not tell? Market. Okay, what are the updates? This so this is this is a husband. <laughs> like, why would you not tell? Like, I'm boys sorry. Don't, boys don't tell anything. Boys keep secrets. Is that fucking true, Justin? I don't know. Do you think your it's kind true, fucking does that? <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> um, okay, so edit. First of all, yes, I'm aware that DH is overprotective of his box, but he always <laughs> but, box. But he always acts like that whenever someone asks him to keep something safe for him, like furniture or car parts. And mm-hmm. second of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a regular occurrence. Keep this car part safe for me. Don't let an atomic bomb go off and destroy it. Please watch my chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is what I have to deal with with my boyfriend. Like, all of his stuff is, like, so sacred. Like, I didn't realize that, like, the fact that my multiple... fingerprints on his drawers are going to, like... That's weird. He's being OCD. The fact that multiple people are reaching out and dropping items off at his house to keep safe. Oh. Drug dealer. Mm. He has drugs in the furniture. <laughs> what? So what? take a, take a peek at this chair right here. See the bottom of the chair? Uh-huh. How the bottom lining is like sagging a little bit. Okay. There's drugs in there. There's drugs in there. You got to put that, that chair in the fridge. Wait. But the minute you said that, I go, that's where you would sew in drugs. Oh I've God. seen on TikTok, you guys. This is so wild. But I've seen on TikTok videos of semi truck drivers or smugglers smuggling shit in. I think you're talking about cartel talk. Oh, I'm on that too. I see the planes all the time. (laughs) I see the planes. I see cartel talk all the time. But I I see all this stuff where people are smuggling. I see cartel talk, whatever it is, where they literally have like a truck full of wood. And then if you pick up a section of the wood, there's fucking, it's lined with cocaine. Oh yeah, I used to watch Live PD and they'd put it in all the car's compartments. Yes. Tires and everything. Exactly. And so I'm like, Chairs, car parts, a box. Either way, there's not fucking olives in there. Would you have not opened the box? <laughs> I would have opened the box. Would you have, what opened, if the there was, have opened the box? I would have opened the box the minute it got <laughs> the in, box. in my so, presence. So it was OP crazy for not the minute, opening the box. Yes, yes. The minute he flipped <laughs> out know. on FaceTime, the minute he was like, I'm coming home from work. Don't touch the box. Or whatever he said. You would have like, been in there. I would have boxed. Open and you would have seen all the raw olives. You guys, I'm so fucking annoying. I will Google <laughs> the movie spoilers when I'm in the middle of the Dude, movie. Dude, yeah, she, she will. will. It's fucked up. It's I want so to know. Up. And I'm yeah. literally and she and she will watch a movie together and then all of a sudden she gets her phone out and she's dee, 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 dee. and then I look over her. Oh, don't do it. And she goes. Hm. And smiles. And I'm like, you know, you know. I'm like, don't you dare tell me. And she goes, I don't tell you, though. You tr- you have. 
No, you no, have you before. In, you kind of insinuate. Yes, there's some. There's yes, something in the yes. look of your eyes that I instantly know the rest of the exactly. movie. Exactly. I can't handle what my eyes do. Then stop <laughs> googling it. I have to know. I have to know. <laughs> I was just gonna say I have to know. Oh my god. Um, no, I, I have. I actually. The worst part about this story is that I've taken on your bad habits, and I started doing that. And I, I like. I don't do that with everything. What's the point of watching the movie? I know. I don't do that I with everything. I do it. that with series. I do it with series when I'm just like. I am not about to have anxiety for the next like 10 episodes. That's what it is. <laughs> so like, I just need to know, like, did you actually die or like, are you coming back to life? Like no. I just, let's get this out yeah. of the way no. because I don't want to mourn you for 10 episodes and you come back to life. Yeah. And I don't, I haven't regretted it. I think that's why <laughs> game of Thrones ending was so heartbreaking for me because I didn't know what was coming. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> they ruined it. No, y'all, you guys are crazy, but we're um, not going to go down that rabbit hole. Wait, okay, so before, no, what I do want to say, though, actually from high school, one of my best friends in high school, her dad, he was, like, so nerdy, so sweet, they're all quiet. Drug dealer? Like, like, (laughs) um, no, and, and like, like his mom, her mom and her dad were married, or are still married, like, sweetest couple ever, so cute, whatever. He literally grew weed in their basement. So drug dealer. And. Well, I don't know if he was a drug dealer or if he just like, it was a passion or like a hobby. But yeah. if it's but in Minnesota, it's illegal. Exactly. Drug dealer. And especially what was this like? How many years ago was this? Like high school? You graduated high school in 2011. So you were ages 20. 20- we don't need to talk about these things. Yeah, you're Makes right. Makes me feel way too old. Okay. Um, Back to the story. <laughs> okay. So edit. First of all, I'm aware that DH is acting overproductive of the box, but he always acts like that whenever someone comes over and asks him to keep an item safe like furniture or car parts. And second of all, no, I haven't seen those olives myself and I haven't opened the box because I didn't even think I had to. But DH tends to be overprotective of his friend's belongings so I didn't give it much thought. How? Another edit. How do you resist? Because many were wondering, yes, I unplugged the fridge before cleaning out since I did heavy cleaning. You can see that it is a common method. Just Google it. If you're curious, I do it all the time. And to give some info, the metal box does look like a container of some sort, but DH calls it box. So I didn't think much different. I don't give a fuck about how you unplugged the fridge. I want to know what's in the box. So I think that the edits are clearly responding to the comments, which we don't know what they are yet. So (laughs) go look at her um, account and see if there's an update. Someone goes, question, what does your husband do for work? Sanitation? Construction? Garbage transportation? OP replies back, no, he works at a marketing company. As an assistant. And is a serial killer. Dexter. (laughs) Dexter. Someone replies back, please open the box. Yes. Although I am sure he will have changed whatever was on the inside when he took the box with him. Fuck. Someone goes, I think she opened the box and he was standing in the doorway. That's what I'll continue to think until she says anything else. (laughs) And that had better be her telling us what's in the box or I will lose my mind. Someone goes, marketing company? Stand down, everyone. It's just cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I would not be surprised if it's drugs. But then why would... The yeah, exactly. Why would you freak out about cocaine not being in the fridge? Like, what needs it's to be, be in the fridge? It's got to be a lot of cocaine. 
Like, what if it's like a a hundred thousand dollars? And that needs to be in the fridge. That shit ain't in the fridge when it's coming in the planes and shit. No chance. No, 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 no. But I'm sure, like for him, it's just like if it's in the fridge, don't touch it. I know where it is. Don't touch it. Because he doesn't want her to open it up. But he freaked out about her unplugging the fridge. Don't even bring it home. Yeah. He was. He was like, you unplugged the fridge. I know. Which also, like, I guess if it was cocaine and you didn't want your wife to find it, why not like stick it? Anywhere else. Under your bed. There has to be something else. What else needs to be in the fridge? Or he's just fucking nuts about (laughs) protecting other people's shit. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Morgan's like, take these strawberries. I'll eat them in a couple of days. And I'm just like, no matter what, I'm going in from the studio every five minutes to make sure that the fridge is still Those are Morgan's strawberries. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another comment. Info. Have you actually confirmed that it is really olives in there? Because it all kind of sounds suspicious. No, because why would I, since husband said it contained olives? Honestly, I don't know why some people think this is weird. Husband can be a little too dramatic and overprotective of others' belongings, and since it belongs to his friend, then why bother looking inside? It's not like he took it from a stranger. What's wrong with her? She's very trusting. I'm pissed. So she got literally like a, almost a thousand downvotes on that comment. <laughs> Good. And someone replies back and goes, seriously, stop whatever you're doing and go look in that yeah. box. And if you're shit posting for fun, I don't care. Pretend you open the box yeah. <laughs> and make up something good. Yeah. God, this is fucking crazy. Like, What's in the box? I, what just makes me mad is that she's like, why are you going to Reddit and asking people for their advice? And you're not realizing the fact that this is f- really questionable. Hi, Holly. Like, this is so questionable. Like, th- what? If you're, if you, if anyone's going to freak out that much about something in a secret box and you are like, there's something bad. And in you're the like, box. why would I look like, yeah, <laughs> no one drives home from work to take the box with them back to work, and then brings the box back home at the end of the day. With olives! For real. What kind of olives are they? Are are they fucking gold? I don't care if they're imported from Italy with like fucking magical truffles on them. No one does that. that Maybe they've been been ripened for a hundred years. Or not ripened. What's it called? What's it called? Fermented. Fermented, yeah. That is true. Thank pickled, you. Pickled. 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 Pickled fermented. I think they you did could use say all pickled. Of them. Yeah. They did say pickled. For a hundred years. Maybe that's it. But, there but we go. still, I was we still looking at a box. Like, let's go with that so we all can just I, sleep tonight yeah, and not be. I don't know how you can like literally be that uncrazy to like not you look guys, in the box. I would have looked in the box from the get go. Yeah. I would have said you're not keeping your friend's box in our fridge unless Without, I know exactly what's in it. same. I'll there's get my not, own fridge. There's not a goddamn <laughs> chance I would have let that box come in my fridge without knowing what's inside. Is this the end? You just close your computer. I kind of like that though. It's like a mic drop. Everyone's going to be left wondering what is in the box. Mhm. I think this is a good this is a good point to end. I think unhinged might have to come in a 2.0 version down the road because I got a I got a lot saved in this little magical computer of mine. But how did you feel? You've been wanting crazy. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> we cried, we laughed. We this did. Was a we did cry this, and we did laugh. This was truly a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. I think that's like one thing that's really great about this show is that we are very authentic mm-hmm. to ourselves and our emotions and 
Crying is okay. Yeah, I agree. Yay. <laughs> I really don't have anything else to say on this one except that Unhinged 2.0 will be coming down the road at some point. That's all we have for you guys on this episode of Two Hot Takes. And until next time. This was the best day ever. <laughs> until next time. Until next time. Bye, guys. Adios.